So let's pop this tart with Meg and Sam Jones. We're here finally. We've been experiencing technical difficulties. It's been a real shit show, but we finally got it together. Kind of like this week, y'all, but then America finally got it together, didn't it? Yes, we did, and we have a new president. That's right. Thank goodness. Oh, praise the Lord. There, There is one. There is one that is proven this week. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm extremely hungover. I'm the Meg of this situ- whole equation, if you haven't caught on, and I'm extremely hungover for this whole ordeal. I think I'm allergic to champagne. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've decided that we're going to start doing a little beginning part of the show that we're going to call Jones in for some deets, where we give you guys a little insight on our family, or we kind of tell you some stuff about our lives, stories, or introduce you to people around us. Um, Jones and for some deets. Jones is our last name. Deets means details. And we decided we'd start off with telling you a little bit about our parents since they are who made us. If you want to take it off, Sam. All right. Our parents are named Shelly and Robert, and they met in the army. They met in their early 20s. And um, we were born shortly thereafter. Yeah. Yes, my mom gave birth to Sam when she was in her early 20s, and I think I was born before she was even 25, so. That's right. Very early, early parents, Um, and I'd have to say they are kind of switched when it comes to my dad being the soft one, and my mom's more of the, or our mom is more of the disciplinary. She's pretty hardcore, a bit of a nomad. She's not your average mom, as Sam would say, but. She's always there for us, so we're very lucky. And our dad's basically the biggest soft cheese ball ever that looks like Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And our parents actually got divorced when Megan was three, and I think, and I was in first grade. But they maintained a really great co-parenting relationship and friendship, and we feel really lucky because of that. Yeah, they basically became best friends, and I think if, heaven forbid, either of us ever ended up in a co-parenting situation divorced from our partner, we know how to handle it, and you happen to deal with some co-parenting, and you handle it like a champ, so you've probably learned some from them. Yeah, of course. Thanks, (laughs) Meggie. You're welcome. Anytime. I'm just a ray of sunshine when I feel like a bag of ass. Oof. Um, another thing about my parents is my dad's always kind of stayed really close to my mom's family. The more you learn about us and the stories, you'll understand that he lives like only a mile away from her mom. And my mom just a year ago at a family trip, my dad literally told me and Sam, cause we were complaining about her, your mom's wildflower. She's never going to stop going, whatever that means. She doesn't really stay put much. But she gives really good, I don't know if it's good advice always for us, but it's always the right advice. She seems to always be right. Yeah, that's true. And she's had a lot of different jobs, but our dad always knew that he wanted to be a computer engineer. Since the third grade, he likes to say, but. Well, I like to think that's true. But our mom's had all different kinds of jobs. She's sort of a renaissance woman. So she's like done everything from banking to being a cop to being a histotech to working on 
redoing the roads and those giant trucks you guys see. <laughs> oh, dodge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just recently told her she's one of the only women that can probably do anything because she's also wicked creative. It kind of ticks you off because you're like, how? But that's a good introduction to our parents. Pretty much we're daddy's girls and our mamas have to keep us, our mom, our mom has to keep us in line because we really get our heads big from our dad because he's such a great dad and such a lover. Yeah, yeah. And we're definitely his princesses, I would say. And he bred us to be the biggest Texas Longhorn fans. Yeah. Who got a win in today. Whoop, whoop. Nice. (laughs) On for... A sister rant, if everyone's been paying attention to the election, and if you pay attention to any Bravo, you know something else happened this past week, and that's that Erica Jane announced that she's getting divorced. I think it shocked Sam. You can say for yourself. I think it shocked you more than me. Yeah, I find it really shocking because in the most recent uh, season of Beverly Hills, her and Tom have really been showing themselves more and I felt like they were at a good place in their relationship so it was a huge shock for me I think the rumors that I found out have been even more shocking um like rumors that Tom was with another woman at basically a country club party a year ago and there's picture evidence rumors about Erica sleeping with another man a lot of rumors I just kind of I wonder if she'll even show the truth on the season because she doesn't show a lot to me yeah and that's bullshit because they were really giving Denise a lot of crap this season for not sharing her everything and showing it all and then we have Erica who's seemingly her relationship was falling apart and we didn't know anything about that and I have to say that I kind of think Erica was the other one Denise slept with I told you that yeah, but do you have any thoughts? I don't have mind? any evidence. I just have a feeling, like a little feeling. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the only other Bravo thing I really want to rant about is Bethany Frankel's eating habit. Not really her eating habits, but how she never has any groceries. And she shows it on Instagram. Yeah, and she makes kind of gross things to eat. And we know what she's capable of because we saw the early seasons of Real Housewives of New York. And And she was like on a Martha Stewart's apprenticeship. I wish I would have watched that show, but I think it had like one, two seasons. Yeah, and she's making her daughter eat egg whites all the time. And I don't think kids like egg whites. No, give that kid some yolk in there. Give her some of that yellow stuff. It's good for him. Yeah, and then the always uh, spooning out the inside of the bagel. Where does the inside of the bagel go? I'm guessing, I mean, I don't see that she has chicken, so I'm guessing it goes in the trash. Well, that's kind of wasteful. And is it really saving that many calories? I feel like it's saving like 50 calories. I say eat the inside of the bagel because life is too short. That's my mantra. Yeah, I agree. Oh, boy, I'll tell you. She's something special. I did know that you got annoyed with her on Mr. Danny Pellegrino's podcast. That's right. And- uh, I can get into that real quick. Go for it, sister. So basically, Danny Pellegrino from the podcast Everything Iconic, which people should check out because it's wonderful. He was super prepared for this interview for him and Bethany, and she was just off-put the whole time and just 
I think a little rude and it was upsetting because he was so excited to talk to her and she seemed very too cool for school. And Andy Cohen was his podcast ep- or uh, podcast episode podcast um, guest after her. Correct. Yeah. And I've listened to that one as well. And was he like polar opposite of her as a guest? Yeah. Andy was very forthcoming and sweet and professional He's grounded. He's humble. It's because he's from Missouri. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Represent. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to know, do you think Bethany's got a little big for her britches? Yeah, I do think she got a little big for her britches when she got that Hillary Clinton interview, which I'm no hater. I haven't listened to that interview for her podcast yet, but I do think once she got Hillary Clinton, she thinks her shit doesn't stink. Uh... I could see that. I could see that. I don't know. I just think, uh, I think she thinks she's better than literally everyone on the housewives. And I kind of think that she thinks she's better than any podcast host already. And she needs to slow up because this is a hobby and a good outlet for a lot of people. So she should respect people when she goes on their show. I agree. Boom. Boom. She, it sounds like she needs a weekend with Shelly Carl. Yeah, or she just needs to rec- recognize that Real Housewives of Potomac, they're the real queens. Yeah, all the way. All the way. If You know what? They deserve an Emmy. That's all I'm going to say. I agree. I love, love, love. Oh, I love them too. Um, there's only really one thing grinding my gears this week, and that is I'm so sick of people naming their dogs human names if i see one more dog named cooper i'm gonna i'm gonna freak out i can't take it i can't take it and then my niece today as i was talking to her told me i should name my cat peter so she's really following the trend ladies yeah, and gentlemen and she knows a dog named garrett so it's a weird <laughs> world out there people yes it is buckle up because you're gonna start having kids named zucchini and dogs named michael yeah what is happening <laughs> yep Oh, gosh. It's crazy. It really is. All right. We have a big show for the show of the EP. Um, Sam, do you want to tell everyone what we're going to go over today? Yeah, sure. So, ladies and gents, we are on our way to Laguna. We're going where it all started. This is where me and Megan first started watching reality TV back in the day. We are going to start talking about Laguna Beach. Yeah, it's perfect. So good. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, um, so this show premiered September 28th, 2004. I have in my notes that I was going into fifth grade and Sam was going into eighth grade. The joys of having an older sister is instead of watching, oh, I don't know, um, uh, Maggie and the Ferocious Beast, I was tuning into fucking Laguna Beach, bitches. Yeah. (laughs) And... It was good times. It was what was your f- the shit? Yeah, your first memory of Laguna Beach. Well, I have a lot of memories of Laguna Beach. I think that their black and white party is a pretty iconic moment, but also when I think of Laguna Beach, I think of them just sitting by their fire, all the high school kids mm-hmm. with their red solo cup on the beach. Yeah, preach. Yeah, those were the days. 
I like how when I went back and rewatched it, they start off with that black screen and where it says this was shot over a six months period in Laguna Beach, California. The drama and the cast is real. It was epic for me. Yeah, they when I first really saw it. took it there, didn't they? Yeah, they really did. They went they went the limits. They really, really did. Um, I have some things I noticed like rewatching that I just want to bring up with you. First of all, um, <laughs> do you remember how right off the bat, everyone who first watched within the first episode either thought Lauren, Elsie was a brat, or Kristen was the biggest bitch of all high school girls? Yeah. It was one or the other, no middle ground at all. And then... I want to know your first thought of Steven when you first saw him on the screen. Uh, I thought he was hot, obviously. I think he's like every eighth grade girl's dream, what she thinks she wants to be with when she grows up. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. And the fact that he ends up in One Tree Hill added bonus, everyone. Just if you don't follow, you should follow. Oh, yeah. And everyone should just check that out because it's a good time. Yeah. I I agree. I agree with that. Um, I will say this, that I think the second episode where they have that date where Kristen and Jessica cook Dieter and Steven Fettuccine with that canned sauce, it made all of us want to do that, like for our first little boyfriends. Yes, every girl wanted to get her best girlfriend and both of their boyfriends and sort of play house for a night at mommy and daddy's house. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And cook a nice meal and pretend to be adults for like 30 minutes. Yeah, and use canned chicken and canned ragu Alfredo, just the best, the stuff that's not even in the fridge. You know that that was disgusting, that canned ragu. Ugh. And canned chicken, that's scary to think about. Yeah. And the boys I think- did not like it. So. Oh my gosh, yeah, they were gagging. Uh, it reminds me. Just reminds me of eating. It was probably like cafeteria food. I got to tell you. That's what it reminds me of. Ugh. Ugh. Bad. Bad deal. I think Lo and Lauren's dad were the most wholesome characters on that show because I will bring back to episode four when Lauren was in gray jail and then Lo took um, Lauren's parents' side and was like, well, you really shouldn't be failing, Elsie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Lo. I feel like Lo is what every parent like once their daughter's best friend to be. She's so cute and all you need to just rewatch just to notice or remember and see all her and little Talon's cute flirting like tiny tiny 10 second scenes but so adorable. Oh my gosh, yeah, I do need to check that out. I think Laguna Beach also shows right off the bat in episode 5 how couples are going to fight in reality TV from the get-go. And that's when they're in Cabo and you hear Steven yelling, slot to Kristen. So tell me your thought on that. Well, I guess we could say that it wasn't really appropriate for Steven to act that way, but he was very liquored up, as was she. And yeah, we all know how we act in high school when we're drinking. And it's always pretty dramatic. And we did watch, the, we both watched the reunion, and didn't you, something with Steven at the reunion you told, reminded oh, me of? yeah, yeah. So, at the reunion, they talked about how in Cabo, Steven, 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 he, he got 
uh, half naked or completely naked and tried to like hop in a fountain or something. And production was like scrambling to grab him and keep him from doing that. What a shit show. Um, yeah, I w- the most shocking thing from that reunion, and we're going to talk about the reunion a little bit throughout this, but was hearing about all the reshoots, like of the bear scene and like all of that. I was legitimately shocked. Yeah. And I think that's why people when Laguna Beach was, you know, a thing, a lot of people like to say that it wasn't real reality TV, you know, it was fake or whatever, but we have to remember these shows are produced guys. Like, yeah, it's just the way it goes. I do have to admit, though, if there was an episode of TV with a high schooler, like, yelling, slot across the bar today, he'd probably be canceled. Uh, so definitely would be canceled. We're lucky we got to see it. I will always feel lucky for that. And thank God for Amazon Prime, y'all. You can buy both seasons on there. Yeah, Laguna Beach is iconic for so many reasons. So many. And I've got even more to go down. Who, in your eyes, was the, like, hottest secondary guy? Uh... Was it Polster? Well, that's mine. That's who I think. Even rewatching, he was so cute, such a good friend. On the reunion, he melted my heart. Yeah, I mean, Talon's hot. I'm pretty sure that's who I thought was hot besides Steven. Yeah, and Steven's so hot, but he he was the hottest in my eyes, but he had some of the cringiest moments, especially in the beginning episodes. Like, in the Cabo episode, do you remember where he was hanging all over Lauren but mouthed, I love you to Kristen? Yeah, I've never been, well, I have been so disgusted, but that definitely changed my view on the high school boys. Should have known you couldn't trust him then. Yeah, I cringed. Uh, just rewatching that, I really, really cringed. I mean, even, oh, and the car ride home from prom, they were so trashed, and Kristen and Steven were so cringeworthy. I can't even deal. Yeah, they were really drunk, and I do wonder where they got all their liquor, because I don't think it was production. Um, I agree with that. I think it was probably like, well, I think Steven's sister was older. So we got to think older, like siblings that we didn't see or even hear about. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think Laguna Beach also started a lot of new things like rewatch or like trends rewatching it first, the fancy prom, uh, proposals. That was a huge thing that I never even thought about. I know I was only in fifth grade, but until I saw Laguna Beach and then I wanted it so bad. Yeah. They definitely started a trend with that because I don't think anybody was doing it until they did it. Um, do you think that production picked that or do you think that those kids just decided they want to do that? Cause I'm leaning towards production. Um, I'm leaning towards production too, because some of them just were so cheese ball. Um, I have to ask you now, not ask you, but I want you to tell everyone who you acted like at after prom when you got hypnotized. Oh, okay. So when I got hypnotized at after prom, apparently we were hypnotized and, and asked to, um, <laughs> act like someone famous. And I turned into Lauren Conrad, everybody. Yes, she did. Once, once a fan, always a fan. She's a diehard Elsie fan, you guys. Diehard. I am, and I love Elsie's Instagram, by the way. So it's a good time. Oh, uh, you love the pastels. I do. I love the pastels. 
<laughs> um, something else that I think was really started on Laguna Beach is that flipping black North face with the windbreaker top and the fleece bottom that every girl listening to this, or maybe guys too, because they had a men's version, wanted around that time. Christian wore it nonstop. I guess it gets cold down there. You've been down there, does it? Yeah, I mean, at night, I guess it would get cold. But yeah, that was the look, wasn't it? L-E-W-K look, y'all. And we all needed that fucking North Face jacket, okay? Yeah. Besides that, we needed, we thought we could pull off the jean skirts and the Uggs, and really it was just like a bad deal. And another look that I like to go to is the whole sunglasses and the hair look was a big thing with them. And I remember being very serious about that in high school. Yeah. I also think that... Just the way they were, like, I think watching them made me almost be more catty. But I also think that shows, if kids today watched a show like that, it would be way worse because of social media. The way they acted, like, we wanted to be in Laguna Beach, but we didn't act like we were in Laguna Beach. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I just think that's why Laguna Beach will never be repeated. No. I feel like social media even got to be too big, and that's why season three, I don't even think you remember there was a season three. Well, wasn't that with her sister? Yeah, but we're not going to have a part three, only a part two with season two, because it just didn't really make sense to me. I think social media was taking off then. That would have been 2006, so I don't know. Facebook, I thought, came out. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure it did. But when we were watching this, we were busy on Exanga posting, like, our country music ballads uh, to prove the boy that didn't look at us broke his heart, our heart, or on Neopets. We weren't, like, on our Finstas posting pictures, like, we're Kristen Cavallari on the pole in college. Yeah, or we were getting our downloads on the LimeWire, getting our music on. <laughs> yeah, being rebels. <laughs> um... I think also I felt so sad because I still have such a connection to wanting Steven to be with either Kristen or Lauren. Like the day he gets married, I'm going to be hap- not happy because it's not Kristen. Yeah, we'll all be sad, won't we? But yeah, you never know. Maybe they will get together. They recently had that photo together that got me real excited. Oh, it got everyone excited. Rewatching the last few episodes, he starts being, like, so cringeworthy in the beginning. But in the last episodes, you can really tell, like, they really loved, like, they were each other's, he, she may have been his, like, first lust love, because I think he did love Elsie, too, but he was her first, like, big love, for sure. Uh, yeah, she loved him. Yeah, it was her first love, her first boyfriend. yeah. The crying on the beach scenes with them really gets me. It's so, like, I think it's heartbreaking. Yeah. When he says, I just wish I could take a picture of your eyes. Yeah, that was so romantic when he was about to leave for school. Yeah, but even before that, I kind of skipped over it. I will say, even on the reunion, uh, Trey said the one episode he rewatched was the graduation episode. And I think if there's one episode on season one besides Cabo to rewatch, it's graduation just because it's so heartwarming. Like, Lou's mom makes me, oh, she makes me cry. Yeah, it's very nostalgic and very cathartic to watch. And it was a beautiful ceremony. Um, yeah, it made me, like, think my graduation would be that pretty. Well, we know we know that wasn't true. No way, Jose. 
And just towards the end of the season, everything got so heartfelt and cute. Like any, any uh, scene with Elsie's dad crying or getting emotional just automatically gets me. Yeah, he's a good dad. He reminds me of our dad. He, yeah, me too. He reminds me of good old Bob, <laughs> good old Robbie. Um, and can we just talk about, do you remember when Lo was like telling Lauren goodbye? Cause Lauren was going to San Fran, how cute and just wholesome it was. Yeah, I do remember that. It melted me. It really did. And I love when she comes back and makes fun of her for the fake purse. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lo. What made you the saddest from the reunion? Cause you know, what made me the saddest it's that I don't think Lo and Lauren are really friends anymore at all. Okay. Well, I think they probably are friends. They're just busy, but. Okay. I think you just want to be positive and I understand that. Well, I do know what it's like to lose best friends. So. Yeah. We both will eventually get to that, but probably when we watch the Hills one day on an episode, y'all, but best friend breakups are way worse than guy breakups in my opinion. Uh, Yeah. And they'll have you thinking about them for way longer than some freaking loser guy. It's pretty yeah. annoying. What what do you find most shocking from the reunion? Well, I guess just how little Lauren spoke. She ver- barely spoke. She was pretty well silent. I thought it was really cool that she's still so close with a lot of the guys. She seems to still be close friends with them, but um she just didn't say much. Yeah, I definitely think she's got PTSD from filming Laguna and The Hills cuz even watching rewatching Laguna like her facial expressions now in the reunion, she's just way more shel- like uh, sheltered or I don't know. To herself? Yeah, I guess that's the word. Yes, I guess is the word I'm looking for. I told you I'm hungover. If Pedialyte would like to ever sponsor us, it'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, the very last episode of this show, I went in watching today. And, you know, I have scenes of stuff like 10 things. Uh, how to lose a guy in 10 days. I mean, that one scene where they're in the shower, I cry. And the very last episode of Laguna Beach, I cannot seem to get through the scene where Elsie uh, gets off the plane in San Fran and sees Steven without getting emotional. Like, I'm so basic. No, that scene makes me emotional, too. Because he might not love her or I don't know really what their deal was, but they were definitely like best friends. And that is that. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, Next week, you guys, we're going to watch, or I'm going to watch, and we're going to do this same thing with the one-way ticket to Laguna Part 2. And it's going to be about Season 2 because we didn't want to put them together because Season 2 is so different. The level of drama, like, boy drama is just intense. Of course, we meet the biggest male villain of all. Jason. Oh yeah. And I'm still trying to figure that out, y'all. And it's been like almost 10 years. Like what happened there? <laughs> we should have went to therapy for Jason. Yeah, we should have. Lord. <sighs> do you have anything else about Laguna Beach Dad before we do our show shows of the week roundup? No, I think I'm Gucci. Okay. Well, why don't you take us off with the southern charm check-in since we did have that premiere last week y'all i've not watched the second episode i'm behind i'm sorry it's been a week hello okay i just turn on cnn i have not watched the second episode of this season of southern charm either but let me tell you season the first episode of the season i really liked i um was surprised that 
I actually liked Madison a lot. I think they did a good job showing her life with her son. I loved watching her son do his hair. Little Hudson was just so cute. And that just sort of made me like Madison a little bit more. I also liked that they brought in this Pringle guy. I don't remember what his first name is, but his last name is Pringle. (laughs) And I appreciate that. Mr. Pringle, welcome. And he's not hard on the eyes either. No, he isn't. I know. Yeah. Carry on. The thing that sort of bothered me about the episode was how Cameron was mentioned. I felt like so confused because she had already said that she wasn't going to be in this season. And it kind of felt like she was still in the season, the first episode. Um, but I did love how quick Craig was to jump and like go tell the secret that Catherine had told him. And I loved Lava at the restaurant. I think she's so cool. I loved what she was wearing. She wasn't acting like LVP in the way that she's shown up at her restaurants all in a get up. You know, she had her jeans on and she was ready to get to work. And I appreciate that. And I also liked how serious she was about standing up for Cam and being a good friend. Yeah, I agree. Um, Here's my what I think. I think that Cam didn't give the producers an answer and everyone thought she was going to film. And I think the day before they were set to film, she found out Catherine was going to let that loose and she got out of her contract. That's my opinion. And I think she has, like said, kind of been a hidden mean girl to Catherine the, all these seasons. That's just the truth. And I think that Kat, that's why Catherine did that. She's given no fucks given. I'm coming for Cam. If she wants to come for me, she has to come back. Yeah. And I know that you thought that maybe I wouldn't agree with you on this. But and at, at first I was upset. But then when I slept on it, I woke up and I thought, wow, maybe Cameron really isn't as nice and sweet as she's been making us all think she is all these years. Maybe behind the scenes, she can be catty and and mean that's how my that's how melissa sees her shout out to my boss but that's how melissa sees her she said that to us so maybe that's what we'll see i think Catherine's coming in and she's not going to care what anybody says because cameron has said stuff about her that may not be true so even if this isn't true with cam Catherine's going to run with it yeah and it'll be interesting to see if cam ever comes back i mean i doubt it but and it was funny It was funny how Craig was so stressed. He always gets so stressed out in conflict. Oh, I know. He hates when they fight. (laughs) Bless his heart. Oh, honey. What do you think about seeing Shep with a girlfriend? Um, I thought it was uh, nice while also awkward. Um, It's going to take some getting used to. And also, Shep kind of has a little bit of making up to do. He was kind of he didn't have the best season last season he kind of had some uh I love you Shep but you had some douche moments in case he listens which you know a girl can dream I agree all in all I was happy with the premiere minus Chelsea Naomi and Cam like I agree Hudson is a star Madison if you were to ever listen to this your little boy star that's it like literally but I want you and Austin to be finished for good that's really my only cliff note yeah but we know that they were gonna be finished here pretty soon because she's gonna hop into bed with Mr. Pringle that's a nice that's a mm-hmm. nice chip to have 
I wonder if it'll be more chowder, chatter, sour cream, and onion. Uh, I, I think it's probably <laughs> some kind of like spicy jalapeno barbecue. You know what I'm saying? A smokehouse barbecue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. My only show check-in for the week is I did watch The Bachelorette. Claire and Jail are engaged. That's right. A girl could engage engaged only after 10 days with a guy and leave behind 16 other suitors. That's right. We already have a new bachelorette. It's been a lot for me. Between that and the election, I feel like I've just been whiplashed constantly. Yeah, you sound stressed. Well, I told you I'm hungover. It's like, honestly, once again, Pedialyte, reach out if anyone listens to this that knows them, because they're the only reason I'm here right now. That's crazy that she met that guy for 10 days and then was already engaged. It could be like two. I think it's 10 days. I could, but it's no, it's like, it was four episodes. So it seems like, yeah, I mean, I don't watch, but that guy is hot. So, I mean... Oh, boy. Well, the new Bachelorette is pretty, and I'm excited to keep watching and keep doing these weekly fill-ins well, for thanks. you. I like to hear them. <laughs> okay, you guys. This week's sister question that we, answer for each, that we answer for each other to end the episode is, who would we pick for each other as our housewife BFF? Um, do you want to answer first, Sam, yeah, or me? Yeah. Okay, so for Sam, I would pick Miss Phaedra from Real Housewives of Atlanta. And the reason I would pick Phaedra is because she can get down like my sister, and she can get sassy like Samantha, but she can also keep Sam in line when Sam gets too wild. And I really think they'll just be able to sit together, drink some sweet tea, and laugh about how these kids get to be too yeah, much. Yeah, and also, Phaedra is kind of a fan of the ladies, and me and her have that in common. She never hey. walks into a strip club without getting excited, and I appreciate that. Amen. So, who I picked for you is Sonia Tremont Morgan, and it's because what, I think what? that you guys would have a great time together. She's really funny. She has great bits. You have great bits. I think it'd be a great time. It'd sort of be like hanging out with me. <laughs> you're just giving me the housewife closest to you is pretty much what you're doing. Just tell, yeah, tell the people. Yeah, I mean, that, well, I'm certainly not as rich as Sonia, but yes, that her um, <laughs> behavior when she's partying is uh, similar to mine. And I'll admit that. Oh, boy. I love you, and I love that pick. I, if I could meet her, I'd just yeah. pass out. You will never find – she is the best comedian on Bravo. I know that Real Housewives of Potomac is, like, where it's at. But Sonia Tremont Morgan has been, like, holding down the comedy for years. I mean, she needs an and I. I live for how you say her full name. <laughs> live for it. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. Next week, it's going to be One Way Ticket to Laguna Part 2, where we go over Season 2. And then we'll keep going with our normal stuff. But thanks for bearing with us. It's been quite the week for all of the United States of America, but especially these two gingers here in this podcast in our minds. I know everyone else is just as stressed as us, but yeah. wow. This has been a yeah, marathon. It has been a marathon, but we got this recording stuff figured out now. So do not fear. We will be back next week and we'll be ready much quicker. <laughs> to infinity <Yes>. and beyond. <laughs> All right, sister. I, I love, love you. you too. I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.